Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Or you can text us on eight twelve fifteen. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. When I say us, I mean myself, Alan Cochran, and Emily Dean. Can I begin by congratulating um, our producer, Daisy, who passed her driving test yesterday. Oh, yeah. Very, very... It was one of the great moments of your life, Amazing. I think. If you list... If, if I was to list, say, the four... Five, say, the four great moments of my life. That's mm-hmm. the other three. I'm now striking me. I can't say on radio. But certainly <laughs> passing my one test... One involved a hotel intercontinental, because you told me that. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, I don't know that. Um, okay. Maybe later. I, anyway, um, <laughs> it was free as well because I was doing a corporate downstairs. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it is. It's a special moment. You feel like it's like suddenly getting a pair of flight. Mm-hmm. King I of the find. road. Yes. Yeah, and I, te- I knew she was going to pass because it was a male instructor. I know that's wrong, but I didn't know she was going oh. to. Oh, well, third time lucky, as, as he said. Yeah. I, um, I think I slightly sparked things in the. Uh, Daisy sent me a joyous text. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got saying that Saying I've passed my yeah, test. Me. And I said, well, actually, it's P-A-S-S-E-D, not <gasps> P-A-S-T. That was my... Right, why did you say that? Because even in moments of elation, <laughs> I think spelling still counts. <laughs> mm-hmm. OK? So, anyway, um, welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're feeling up the hangover's not too bad. Everybody's drunk. Everybody in Britain is drunk at the moment, except me. So it seems. But I am eating... Um, yeah, well, we are as well. I'm eating chocolate at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Where did you start yeah. with? You start with the... Oh, I've you got started a, with the bag. I've got a chocolate reindeer. I started at the Scott. <laughs> I've gone uh, I've gone head. I didn't even think they had a Scott. I thought they had, like, a proper tail of reindeer. But no, they've got, a, they've got one of those. No. Um, like a bonnie I've girl. I've not started mine yet. Bonnie girl Scott. Can I begin by telling you something terrible that happened to me this week? Oh, yeah. Um, I did the Graham Norton show, and that isn't the terrible thing. No. I like doing the Graham Norton it's show. It's a very good show. He's a nice bloke. Who um, are your fellow couch people, can I just ask? My fellow couch people. Well, you know, you get your initial three people on the couch, and yeah. then you're joined by a musical guest. Oh, yeah, at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. It's the way it works. I think that was the spot that uh, Melanie Masson had in, in mind when she was asking me if she could come on my show. That's right. Oh, so you yes. might recall. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Um, that's interesting, because we talked about the fact that I'm often mistaken for Graham Norton. And I said, are you ever mistaken for me? And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? Zing. It's a bit of a one-way street, yeah. this look-alikeness. So I was with um, Billy Piper. Lovely. Oh, I was very excited about it. Actually, when I mm-hmm. met her, I, you know, you did the Shelby's Kiss, I said, um, oh, Rose. Um <laughs> You no, didn't. That's because that was her character How in Doctor Who. How embarrassing. I I no, she was fine with it. It wasn't just a random She was fine name. with it, but she actually said, what a muggle. Look, I, you know, I could have called her stuff based on other well-known roles she's played. Then she'd I, have a reason to be upset. <laughs> so it was her. And Josh Groban, the, uh, the singer. Oh, you raised me up. Well, I didn't think you'd be that excited. <laughs> so uh, wasn't that Jerry Halliwell who did that? No, that he did. You raise you me raise up. Raise me up. So anyway, that was it. It was all set, and um, and the, the musical guest was Example. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. trendy, Frank. He's yeah. one of the trendies. But well, I'll be absolutely straight with you. You know, I'm a I'm a middle aged man. Uh huh. Um, 
And uh, when I say middle-aged, if I'm going to live to 110, I'm a middle-aged man. <laughs> That's and, bleak. And I thought, um, <laughs> I could do in the modern technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be the last four years as a hologram. Yeah. Anyway, what I, I thought, I d I'm not familiar with examples work. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought I'd go on the uh, YouTube, you know the YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Go on there and find a few, as it were, examples. Par example. Lovely, a few, e few EGs. So I listened to a track, you know what, I loved it. Oh, oh good. Oh. It was brilliant, I really, really liked it. And I thought, you know, I'd, I'd play that on Absolute, it was a little bit... Um, it was a little bit drum and bassy for Absolute, so mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think I'd be allowed. It's a bit street for us. It was a bit street. Um, mm. uh, it was a bit rubric. Right. Mm. And um, I'm just seeing if any of these adjectives fit. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was it was slightly garage mm -hmm. mm. and a bit grunge. Okay. <laughs> and um, it wasn't grimy, was it? No. Not the what? Not the version I looked at. No. Good. no. Um, anyway, so I, l I really liked it, and uh -huh. uh, it was called Lowdown. So uh, we did the show, and the show was, was, you know, I put my blue Stratos on, I was all set, turned yeah. up, show went nicely. I, went, I saw um, afterwards, Example came up to me and said, how are you doing, and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, um, I, look, I said, oh, hey, I said, I tell you, there's a track of yours I really love, Lowdown. And he said... Uh, what you've heard it on, on lowdown. I said no, no, the track lowdown. Oh. I said I, I really. I feel so ill at this moment. I know it's not going to end well. <laughs> I said it's, I think it's brilliant. I said I, I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't familiar with your stuff, but I listened to that. I thought honestly, it's great. Oh my god. He said I, I don't have a, I don't have a track called lowdown. Frank, this is the worst <laughs> thing you've ever done. I feel ill. And I actually did. You know those things you hear people have said. <laughs> People say, oh, I think you did. I actually, I actually <laughs> said, no, no, you definitely, it's definitely you. I mean, oh, please. And he said, no, I'd, honestly, I don't have a track called Lowdown. And, you know, the show had gone well and I felt good. I had that... That the, glow. If a show goes well, yeah, I'd say a good show and Ready Break, the two things in my life that give me that glow. Mm -hmm. And I had that. I felt up and elated. And I had, I suddenly got the quickest stomachache. <laughs> I have ever got in my life. I was crippled with with um, with stomach pain. I can't pains. believe you argued with him. That's like that extraordinary argument you had with Tony Blair. Yes, about <laughs> whether Brian Ricks was alive and he'd met him the week before or something. Yeah, but um, when we come back, I t oh god, it was so tremendous. And he, the terrible thing was, he blushed on my behalf. Oh no, I made example blush. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I was talking about... Um, Your favourite example track. What is it, Frank? Lowdown. Yeah, mm. but can I say... What's the lowdown Turns out there is no such... Well, it's, oh. uh, in my defence, there is a track called Lowdown by example. I just got the wrong example. <laughs> the example that I looked at was X, the letter X, and then ample. Oh, dear. He sounds a bit more Ibiza. Whereas he is... Um, E X A. He's he's the more traditional. He example. sounds more clubs but and box think, all that wouldn't you? I mean, God bless example. He was very nice to me about it, and then went on to say, "By the way, my uncle played for West Bromwich Albion." Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah. Shut up. He did, yeah. Tony Grealish. I saw him play many times. Anyway, so had he said, "My uncle played for Aston Villa," in a really cheerful like, <laughs> "Yay!" Yes, <laughs> that, that would have been an example. Yeah. Of and if he'd have said, "The wolves," an example. In his face. <laughs> the wolves. <laughs> but anyway, um, he. Uh, 
Yeah. He surely he knows that there is someone else called Example that's spelt slightly differently. Mm. Why didn't he say, I think you've got the wrong example? It happens all the time. Maybe they should have, like, um, kind of... Maybe they should have, like, proper names. Well, they should have proper names. <laughs> yeah. But if they're not going to do that, if there is going to be two of them, they should do good cop, bad cop, and one of them could be good example and one of them could be bad example. And then you could hear it and, like, parents could say, that's a bad example to set to the children. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and in another um, maestro mix-up this yeah. week, I was working with... Um, Tell me you didn't meet the situation. No, I didn't <laughs> meet the situation. I met, But I did meet um, Bradley McIntosh from S Club 7. Oh, I was a fan of their early work. Oh, yeah, you know, they were massive. They, he was telling me they, they did, had they a did stadium gigs. Has he beefed up? Did they just... Oh, I see. No, no. He, did, he, he was a fan of Ginsters, I he remember. Did. <laughs> Seemed all right to me. Was he um, okay? He yeah, pulled he a ripcord at one point, but maybe he's lost it. <laughs> no, no, he looked, he looked, he looked good. He's okay, still, still quite, you know, he's with it. He wears the baseball. He's with cap. it. <laughs> oh, he's very with it. Um. Anyway, he was. Uh, he we we were playing a, a, a quiz in front of an audience, and he said, mm-hmm. um, he, he was saying, "Oh no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to guess this. I'm not sure about it." And I said, "Oh, go on, reach for the sky." Now, oh no! The, the several things happened at this point. In case you don't know, "Reach for the Stars" is the actual um, name of the S Club track. But I said "Reach for the Sky," which is actually, of course, the, the Kenneth Moore biopic of Douglas Bader. Um, <laughs> that's a mistake he, anyone could make. Bradley is a fan of that, to be fair. Yeah, I don't know if he is actually. I don't know if he liked old Tin Legs as he was known. But anyway, uh, Bradley looked at me with. He looked. He didn't look angry. He looked a bit hurt that I'd got the title wrong, and I think right. it wasn't helped by the fact the audience all laughed as if I'd got it right, oh. as mm-hmm. if it, it didn't really matter what it was called. Well, we I know, think we you, know what you mean. You probably sold it convincingly, Frank. Yeah, but it's you know, reaching for the sky. It's a less ambitious project altogether, isn't it, than reaching for the stars? Yes, so that's I think true. he felt I'd downsized his dreams. That's just yoga, essentially. Yeah. Exactly, or um, being, um, you know, uh, stretchy. Yeah. And then, on top of all that, to my musical hat trick is I tried to get tickets for um, one of my all-time favourite bands, Kraftwerk, the German uh, electro-pop mm-hmm. giants, who were playing uh, Tate Modern. Mm. And the whole thing crashed. The whole um, website crashed. The phone was engaged. They're doing eight nights. They're all eight albums. I wanted to go to all eight nights. That's unlike the Nothing. Germans. They're very organised normally. Nothing. We can't blame them. You know, yeah. it was a it was an art thing, and my my personal assistant, who never ever swears, Uh-oh. was so outraged that she couldn't get through that she sent me an email that began with the phrase "damn and blast," <laughs> which I saw it, it 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 made it almost worthwhile. And relax. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. It is the season of gifts, isn't it? I think you'll Ooh. agree. And I had a rather a spectacular gift. Um, it 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 was me. I mean, I've got a picture. We should put it on the website. It's me carved on a watermelon. Oh, lovely! My no. face. Lovely. You'd be surprised how good it is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys now, but we'll put it on the. Uh, I love excluding the listeners, if I possibly can, <laughs> with, yeah. with visual things. Um, but anyway, I keep talking about it. And it, it, was, it, was a re- it was one of the best likenesses. You know, I occasionally get sent um, drawings of mm-hmm. me um, from, um, you know, 
prisoners, <laughs> that kind of thing. And uh-huh. um, and uh, and anyway, um, I got this uh, this watermelon, and it's 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 one of the best likenesses of me I've seen. But what happened is it, they don't keep. No, and they perish. It 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 went. If you can imagine that I'd written a, a short story called um, The Watermelon of Dorian Gray, <laughs> in which I kept uh, my portrait in the attic, that's what happened. So um, pretty soon there was actually a piece of blue mould on the cheek. And I thought, you know, I've got all that to look forward to. And uh, now have a look at that. Now the roses on that, they're made out of uh, slices of um, turnip, dyed no. pink. You wouldn't believe it. That is that is a turnip for the books. Oh, um, writing that down. Crow. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, some of you you've no work. idea how long I've been trying to think of a watermelon pun for. But who'd have thought that, that you could you could you could make a, a a rose out of a turn? And they say you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. They can now, apparently. Yeah, can they? They're going to change that saying. Yeah. Oh, I know you could make a, maybe if Miss Piggy's here, you could make a. Mm-hmm. Foam latex <laughs> purse. I don't know what you'd do about the zip. I've just done that thing of scrolling through the photos, which I'm not meant to do. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. oh you've seen that one. Now. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but you know, it's it's like you in the Intercontinental. I was, I was just messing about. <laughs> no, they didn't have cameras then. <laughs> but um, I had another gift. Um, some uh, people I've been working with bought me uh, a banjo. Oh, that's nice. Well. The thing is, You've I've already got, got a uke, yeah. though. Haven't you got I've a couple got, of these? Well, this, this is the problem. Got a lot of these things. I've, I've, I've already got, like, three banjos. Mm-hmm. Have we all? Yeah. And, um, I mean, last year they played safe with falconry vouchers. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is, is my kind of gift. To, yeah, you have a day's falconry, just turn up with your voucher. Mm-hmm. I love a voucher. I think we've... Yeah. Every oh, year yeah. I say this, they're the best gift. Yeah. And I got, it was a very nice banjo, and I thought, what, should, what do I do? Do I take it away and think, oh, well, you know, it's, you, can always, you can always use an extra banjo? Mm-hmm. Or do I say, I'd, actually, I don't want this? Because people <coughs> don't like it. Excuse me. Anyway, uh, I said, um, look, I, I've got In banjos. the manner of Simon Cowell. Yeah, I said, look, I said, I said, yeah. <laughs> um, look. Look. <laughs> well, well, look, I, I, I've got banjos. And I said, I, I, can I, I don't want it. <gasps> and yeah, it, was, it was difficult. You did not say that. Yeah. Well, just because you've already got them. I don't yeah. want it. But that's one of the hardships of buying for someone such as yourself. Maybe they're thinking... But I thought, how oh, better for them to know that they've got me something that I want. No, not better. No. Awful. No, they've t- actually got the you terrible, something you don't want The for. terrible thing was I did both performances, because when they bought me the banjo, I said, oh, brilliant, fantastic. And then after I thought, no, actually, I don't want this. So the next time no. I saw them, I said, actually, I don't want it. I was, I was lying. So now, oh, they've seen how good a liar I am. They'll never believe a word you say never. ever again. Anyway, I've ended up with a, a, a voucher for Hobgoblin. <laughs> no, it's not as good as it sounds. That's a music <laughs> shop. Oh, is it? Yeah, so I've got, I've got a voucher to go. It's also to. quite a tasty beer. I was thinking it was a terrible gift for you. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> you know, now I've got the voucher. But um, it was... Um, I thought... I actually started thinking... I heard a thing on the radio years ago... A woman said that she was very careful not to mix the knives, forks and spoons mm-hmm. in her drawer because she felt they'd squabble in the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And I thought, if I took her banjo home to my ukuleles, 
It's a real bit like... You know when John Lennon took May Pang home? <laughs> now, apparently, Yoko Ono was all for it. But um, when they, they had an active love life in her vicinity, she went off I the idea. I love your descriptions. I didn't an know that. Love well, it was life. breakfast radio. You've got to keep it, <laughs> keep it a bit, uh, a bit uh, steady. Um, yeah, she wasn't so happy, and I thought that'd be, that'd be the kind of tension that'd be with the... Um, uh-huh. You're looking at me like that for? No, no. I was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was great. By the- I'll tell you what, why do... Our listeners, the worst, the worst gifts you've um, ever received, or when you've actually said to people, I don't want this. Oh, oh yeah. a lot of people haven't said that, Frank. <laughs> I have to tell well, you. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to set a trend. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. You're asking about um, bad gifts that people have received. We've mm. already heard from the outside world. Uh, dear Emily, Alan, and Frank, I once received an electric fire from my now ex husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> what, Can I just say? What an amazing Christmas gift that is. The thing is, that's one of those <laughs> gifts where, is it for. You know, I mean, you're going to get the benefit of that electric fire as well. Yeah. Do you, think, like... do you think he gave it to her whilst wearing gloves and a woolly hat going, <laughs> I'm looking forward to you getting this? <laughs> I don't know, it's not a terrible present, is it? Well, she thinks so. Depends it's pretty many, bad. Depends how many bars. It's pretty bad, and this is coming from someone who once bought her father a sheet of solitary sandpaper for his <laughs> yeah. birthday. Yes, I just thought that's what you bought, Dad's. Right, yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Was it framed? It was. <laughs> was your dad especially gritty? Was no. He, oh, lovely work, so though. Yeah, what happened is that he bought a lot of very smooth matchboxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's a fine gift. Um, I'd want more than one sheet. Yeah. Yeah, you want more than one sheet. But then he paid me back, as I think I told you last year, by getting me Fifty Shades of Grey. Ah. Uh, <laughs> have you read it? Have I? Hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh I, I I think I may have mentioned on this show before that I was very, very tactless once early on in my relationship with my wife when her parents gave me posh soap one Christmas. I love posh soap. Well, I do now. I've come full circle. Mm. But at the time, I went, have you bought me soap? It was really, really charmless. Oh, dear. And, and yeah, but I couldn't quite believe that they'd bought... A, a young man, some soap. Sort of, sort of no, like, I'm always happy. I my, thought they were uh, saying I stank. My cleaner always buys me soap. <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> is that a hint, do you think? <laughs> no, I think she's... in those bottles that spray? One she, of those. she operates within a narrow theme <laughs> of cleaning. <laughs> Frank, uh, 454, my missus sends awesome prezies, such as restricted view theatre tickets, <laughs> <laughs> a, a second-hand Snuggie, and a Wallace and Gromit sheep magazine holder. A what? <laughs> a Wallace sheep? and Gromit. It must be. I'm assuming it's in the shape of a sheep or something. A magazine. Oh, rack. I, I That's from Rob. Oh yeah. Quite like the sound of that. Yes, say. I do as well. We once gave somebody a um, a, a wine <laughs> bottle holder that was shaped like a banana, so it just looked like a banana. But then you put a bottle of wine in it, and it sort of sticks it out horizontally, as it were. Can I also? Say Can I cue uh, Emily's <laughs> catchphrase? At this stage, <laughs> filthy, filthy creep. <laughs> well, I I received something this morning which um, filled me with great excitement, and I'm going to tell you what it is after this. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. My followers have been texting in about terrible Christmas presents. Good. 
and there are quite a few of them. We've got 161, Hi Frank, Emily and Alan, Reworst Gifts. My brother, when he was 14, received an incense burner in the shape of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in no way a goth. <laughs> One of my favourite caveats ever, I have to yeah, say. Yeah, I like that. I like the protesting there. Yeah. Oh, I like a goth. The he Guardian. was in no way a goth, and it seemed to be of pound shop quality. To this day, we have no idea why he was bought it, but it makes us laugh every time we think about it. So maybe in a way it was the best gift ever received. Lovely Christmas, Martha in Surrey. Well, exactly. Can I say, I, I, on giving. I set up a, a bit of a teaser before this of a, of a gift thing, and I yeah. received a, a, an envelope when I arrived at Absolute this morning. It says on it, for the attention of Frank Skinner, and then it says in brackets, urgent, top cap coin. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And um, if some of you, the regular listeners will know that, this is me opening it now, is that... um, Oh, it's like a Radio 4 drama, this. A listener who, uh, no, what would happen is we wouldn't finish our... (laughs) That's what they do, that's the acting on Radio 4. He said, but you haven't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but why didn't you even <laughs> that's when it's getting really serious but anyway the, a friend of uh, of the show uh, runs a, a vending machine company I think that was the story wasn't it yeah, yeah. he'd retired and, they, and they found a coin on a string um, it's 50p on a string I have it in my hands here mm. oh wow uh, so that someone had been using it in the machine the way Top Cat Top Cat always gives a tip at the end of the show the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, yeah and then pulls it out again so I've got a 50 pence on a string, and I'm going to see if that works on things. And I no one's going to stop me. No. You are the indisputable leader of the gang, after all. Exactly. Mm. And like Tom Cruise, close friends get to call me TC. Mm. Nice. He's been seen out with a girl. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's old skirt a chaser. <laughs> Was it a blonde that he'd picked out in Sweden? Oh, you know what he's like. Oh, yeah. Picking a blonde in Sweden must be a tricky... <laughs> yeah. ...in a haystack sort of uh, thing. By the way, it was Rob... Uh, who, who was who sent us the top cat coin? Because oh, yeah. remember, he, he signed himself Rob, comma long time listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but he used a capital L, and you thought he was Rob Long. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a, pun. A, a rookie error. If and I he, so. he says here, um, I made a mistake with the thing, and uh, Alan went on to suggest that my name was Rob Long, comma time listener. Thus making me out of some sort of cheap Doctor Who sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends, Alan, you're the idiot. Does he? <gasps> no need for that, is there? People usually just text us that abuse directly because they know Do I, I get don't, to I read don't it. ever tell me that. <laughs> I meant for as far me, as I'm I concerned, every text of this show is glowing praise. <laughs> well, actually, some of them are uh, reporting their uh, previous bad gifts. Um, I'll settle for that. We have one here, Frank. I once received a horse racing almanac, a book full of racing stats going back years from my auntie when I was ten. I have no interest in horse racing. From Gary in Manchester. Didn't they get you into it though? You'd think. I'd have thought, no, I've got the book. I'm going to dedicate my life to horse racing. Yeah, but that's your even the feet approach, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad had um, had all that sort of stuff, ready reckness and stuff like that. Um, oh, my dad had wisdoms. Yeah, right, all dads have that. My dad died. Is, is oh. that what we're doing? We're going around the, we're going around oh, the group, are we? Okay. Oh, no. 568, really bad Christmas present. My friend, when we were at uni, bought his new girlfriend an abdominizer for Christmas. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that is... The relationship was a short one. That's from Carrie from Bristol. That's so... 
awful. Yeah, yeah yes, you don't want to do that. Really bad. And slightly perplexing, my wife got a second-hand folding coat hanger <laughs> from Perry. No, that's actually Alan's wife. <laughs> my wife, yeah. From Perry? <laughs> oh, she got what? The, the text is from Perry. Yes. You said it as if it... My girlfriend's mum says to me, oh, uh, Alan and, uh, and, uh... Kareen came over on Tuesday. There are always people I've, I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. And they said, Susan hasn't been well. And never explained to anyone is. I thought you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Got a coat hanger from Perry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. You can text us on 812.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute and you can Xerox us <laughs> on, um, what is that number? What's the I don't Xerox? know. What's the Xerox? It's yeah. the same as the Telex one. Okay. We've mm. had a telegram in. Uh, <laughs> and you can fax us on... Uh, <sighs> had a telegram in, that was from John Bishop. <laughs> um, morning, Frank and team. Our great auntie bought myself, sister and two cousins what she believed were Malteser Christmas crackers. When we opened our gifts, they were in fact dog biscuit crackers. We never told her. You know, I remember eating dog chocolates as a child. Oh, God. They kind of said they didn't kill me, so that I, I suspect the reverse is not true. You know, your childhood was dog treats and raw sausages. It that's sounds sti- more and more bizarre. Yeah, that is uh, actually the title of my autobiography. <laughs> what, Stick of the Dom? No, dog treats and raw sausages. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> a life. 202. <laughs> 202, my mum bought me a 12-plug adapter for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Her reason for the gift was that you can never have enough plugs. I'd say the great thing about those um, European multi-adapter things is they're great for a, a multi-joystick holder mm-hmm. if you're having a meditation session. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Burning some of your incense. Little tip. Handy. Frank, there was a bit of a reunion this week. Ah. Did you see? Did you see? <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Thought you'd sat on a pin. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm all right. No, it, well, yes, it was the lovely Spice Girls enjoying was... themselves. Oh. Well, eighty percent. Eighty percent of them. <laughs> well, my, well, we'll get on to that because mm. I bet my favourite one is your worst one. Um, I guess, I can guess, because of your fashion connections, who you like best. But I like the one who looked streets ahead of the rest sartorially. Um, oh, you like Jerry? Oh, Young Musician of the Year in the Ruffles. No, thank you. <laughs> I, Please. As we've said before, they need to get together before and say, yeah. what, what, what look are we going for? You see, the Beatles had it right. The Beatles would wear matching suits. Yeah, although they hated that Not period of their life, didn't they? Yeah, but you know when you see them turn up at Shea Stadium and they got those matching yeah. suits? They look brilliant. Awesome. Like yeah. One Direction. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's an element of sort of a very smart quick fit about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas they've all turned up for different events, the Spice Girls. When I, I know this yeah. is a bugbear of yours, and when I saw the picture, the first thing I thought was Frank's going to be stiff with stress. No, I don't. <laughs> when he sees this sartorial lineup. They're all dressed for different events. I don't. Yeah, Jerry was Young Musician of the Year. Well, I thought Jerry I thought. Um, no, she didn't. Um, <laughs> Mel B looked very sexy, I thought. Mm. A bit bodycon. Did you see that? She's very, I love my curves. She is. Mm-hmm. She's very. I love my curves, but you know, she's she's Emma Bunton. Great, nice full length lace. Did we like no, that? No, she's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she's and nice, Mel C, a bit it. cheeky and flirty. I like that. But bit yeah. cheeky me... and flirty. They're, they're two new members. <laughs> <laughs> 
For me, it was Victoria all the way. I thought she looked so chic and elegant. She looked amazing. And she she was doing with the jacket, did you notice, oh, Frank? No, they call it uh, shoulder robing, when you don't actually put your arms through the jacket. Yeah, they, I was like, like, done. It yes. was like Peter Spencer off Sky News. <laughs> yeah. You know the slightly, the sort of, the sort of camp um, Dracula reporter, political exactly reporter on Sky yeah. News. He always does that with his overcoat on his shoulders. Yeah. See, when I see somebody, what's it called? Shoulder robing. Shoulder robing. It's when I see thing. that, I, there's always a little bit of my eye that looks down to see if they've got an arm in a sling, because that's what people exactly. do when they're on. Yes, I, think it, I think it mocks everyone who's got an arm missing. <laughs> arm missing, an arm in a sling. <laughs> Even Lord Nelson. <laughs> Even Lord, especially Lord Nelson. Now, I, uh, I think, I am a, as you know, I'm a cloak enthusiast. <laughs> And, and they're people who are just playing at it. Mm-hmm. If you want a cloak, get a cloak. What you end up doing, you have to hunt, you sort of hunt, I've tried it. Mm. You, you, you hunch your shoulders to try and keep the coat on. Mm-hmm. You know the way, like, you claw your toes in flip-flops? Yeah. It's like that. Oh, so you're, yes. You're constantly clenched around the, trying to keep the... Lovely. See, you haven't got the, uh, the throat cord <laughs> that you have on your standard cape. <laughs> I think um, it was a lovely coat she was half wearing. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful. Even I thought that's a beautiful coat. You see, she can't hang out with them. She's got to protect the brand now. Mm. Oh, but mm. come on, smile! This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Yes, so spices. Who did you like, Jerry? You always present, like Jerry. I presented um, a Brit Award to the the Spice Girls many mm. many years ago. Mm. It was it was that thing when. <laughs> do you remember when as um, as Jerry approached the stage, she sort of fell out of her dress. Do you remember that? She mm-hmm. had like a. Yeah. That, well, when that was happening, I was the one standing with the award, waiting for them to oh, get God. on the stage. And the rest, as they say, is history, is it? Yeah. Was that when you presented the actual Brits? No, it was when I just had, oh, I presented Anna Ward. I can't talk about that. No, okay. I can't. I, you it's think awful. I bring that up? No. At Christmas? <laughs> um, so, uh, and they, I remember them that night. There was all these super cool bands who'd won awards, all standing around. Even though they'd won awards, couldn't smile because, you know, they were like cool bands, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't really care about it, you know. We just, all that... Uh, the Spice Girls stood, stood in a small, tight circle and jumped up and down really high so that their knees banged together in the middle. They were st- absolutely bursting with excitement, and I loved it. I thought, how mm. oh, great to win an award and think, yeah, loving it. And it looks like four of them are still loving life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other one has become um, Lawrence Olivier's Richard III. <laughs> Distant. I won't have that. No, she has look, I agree. I, she wore a lovely outfit. She did. She's got a very nice... Um, She's a chic NY fashion designer now. She can't associate with these ruffled characters. But, but it was the way poor David Beckham was trying to smile for two <laughs> in the photos. He was really giving it some. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I know that. I've, I know I've been out with the partner when they're in a in a bad mood, mm-hmm. and uh, and you try and be extra genial, seeing if mm. you can m- melt them a bit. It's not going to work with uh, with Vic, I don't think. Hats off to the son though, who um, I thought came up with a great headline, given that she was a bit distant from them. I need my own spice. That's good, I think. <laughs> oh. I like that a lot. Um, Long live forever, by the way. Sorry. Long live forever is uh, that's what Viva Forever oh, means, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. Now, if if you're going to wish anything a long life, 
I think you're wasting your time with forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one concept that can look after itself in the uh, long life. Yeah. Yes. So what does it mean, that title? It means nothing. I don't think that much thought's gone into it. Maybe, maybe they should have gone for um, Viva Milk, like Long Life Milk. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Long, long Live Milk. Vauxhall Viva Forever. That yeah. would have made Vauxhall sense. Vauxhall Viva Forever. If it was about, like, a... a Car renovation workshop mm-hmm. that they all worked yeah. in. That would that, that would have worked out. Obviously, for me, the word forever is always synonymous with Judy Bloom's oh. work. Oh. I think we can all learn from these photographs of the Spice Girls that you have to make your choice in life whether you're going to be the jumpy up and down, giggly, happy person or the sullen oh. one. Mm-hmm. With, or whether you're going to look nice with the semi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, what I, I know mean? which one I'm going for. It's like, I found one expression that works for me. I'm going to stick with that. You can try one or two others. I seem to remember her smile wasn't great, but, you know, you're out with the family. Mm-hmm. I say I seem to remember it. I last saw it in the early 90s. <laughs> oh, fine. Frank, but, Catherine Wood has texted in. My father wants... Do you know to... Catherine Wood? No. <laughs> no, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> My father once bought me a battery recharger, but without the batteries. I was only 10 years old and couldn't afford to buy them. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? I wonder it? what happened to that battery recharge. I hope it wasn't wasted. We've also had a text. My nan once bought me and my two older brothers a blank VHS each, <laughs> writing on the label because some moments in life are worth recording. <laughs> oh, how lovely. That's, that's nice. lovely. I hope that the uh, tab hadn't been broken off and replaced <laughs> by sellotapes, what they used to do. Um, I, uh, I, I tell you what, let's have some reasons to be cheerful from our, from okay. our listeners, because I... I had an experience this week which I think has changed my life and I'll tell it you after this. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you were talking earlier about reasons to be cheerful. 610 has texted in, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, reasons to be cheerful this week. This Thursday I walked past the stage door of the Theatre Royal Bath outside four dwarves having a fag. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. I like the idea. We know there's three non-smokers now yeah. mm-hmm. inside, <laughs> saying they're killing themselves. <laughs> mm. I uh, my thing this week was I um, I bought for the first time. I well, I'm talking about reason to be cheerful because I think that um, four of the Spice Girls seem to be able to enjoy themselves, and I think Victoria has lost her way. I'm trying to help her out if she's listening. I bought some uh, sliced cheese. Oh yeah, cheese. But already sliced. What? What we're, kind we're of cheese? We're back to bad Christmas presents. It was, it was a mature cheddar. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice. But it wasn't like one of those plasticky uh, square cheese things. It was like a normal block of cheese, but sliced. I can't tell you how convenient it was. Why I not? started <laughs> extraordinary anecdote. I started <laughs> having. Is it a secret? <laughs> I started every sandwich I had. I thought I might have a, a square of cheese with this. Soon as I don't have to slice it. There was no wash, no knife washing. But you have got previous with your dear Dama lighter life. Oh no, but this <laughs> was this good. was just like proper cheese, and um, and already <laughs> sliced. Is it wrapped in cellophane like the processed cheese, or is it just there? No, he keeps saying well, it's what do you think? It's, it's like a big stack, and you just help yourself. No, of course it's wrapped in cellophane. Don't be ridiculous. Just interested in what the system is. Do you know what? I'm with you, Cockrell. I'm finding this difficult to (laughs) visualise. It's just, you buy sliced Sliced. cheese, so you don't have to... I know you buy sliced cheese, but what was unusual about it? I've never bought it before. I buy a block and then... and then I use a knife. Isn't that what people do? Yeah, that's that's how I'm... I'm thinking now, I've got an eye on the grated cheese bag. 
Oh, well, once oh, you start yeah. on that, you'll never go back. No. That's my saying. But how brilliant. What have I been wasting my time cutting you... cheese? I need to get, get it wasting cut... your time cutting get the cheese. <laughs> the times I've cut cheese and it's been <laughs> at one end of the strip of cheese. It's too thick. There's too much cheese. I don't want that much cheese. At the other end, I could read the newspaper through it. Oh. When you grate, Frank... Which end do you use? When you grate. Which end? Yes. You know when you're grating? Yeah. Sometimes you end up with a terrible like, irrigated surface on the top, I find, with the no, cheese. No, I keep an eye on that, though, because sometimes oh. if you're grating with, with great gusto, um, you end up with a slope on the cheese. Yeah. Yes. And what I do is I turn it round to level it. I like to keep <laughs> it level, the cheese. Yeah. I've noticed um, my, my mother-in-law, who I love very much, has, has got a habit of leaving the cheese on a bit of a slope. Does she? Oh. And I have to. I feel I have to level it out, even if I don't want cheese. I have to grate it level. But you do love pickles, so I suppose there's. I love pickles. Any excuse? I don't mean the dog who found the World Cup. I mean those <laughs> things that come in jars. Nor the judge. I said I had a bit of a tension, a bit of tension with the mother-in-law this week. Did you? Why? I well, saw the mother-in-law this week. I we had was, coffee. I was celebrating the fact that Barsi's saying <laughs> "daddy" now. Mm-hmm. On a regular basis. Lovely. And um, I mean, you can imagine how exciting that is. Your mm. baby saying daddy. Yeah. And she said to me, Is it daddy? It sounds more like egghead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, No. Whoa! Hold on, it doesn't also, sound like egghead. And also, that, that's, so, that's so, some sort of slander, isn't it? Not only is he not saying daddy, he's abusing me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have got a bit of an egghead. And the first thing he's going to say is an insult. Hmm. I'm not having it. He definitely says daddy. I, I really, trust me. Anyone listening? <laughs> get him, if, Kath, if you're listening, get him on the phone now saying daddy. Back me up. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Someone's texted, I got 14 bite sized cathedral pieces, each one wrapped. Is that. Is that, is that the Quasimodo? Cheese? <laughs> oh, come at cathedral cheese, yeah. Do you think it is, or do you think it's Bite someone that's sized. got Bite-sized. bits of a cathedral that had been well, broken down into Yeah, but it could be Britain's fattest man. He might think that's bite-sized. <laughs> what, cathedral-sized cheese? Yes. I think he got uh, hit with a cathedral, didn't he? A Silvio Berlusconi. He did at one point, yeah. That was a bit... Uh, my view is it, let, he was without sin cast the first cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase... Hey, I'm, just trying to cheer, I'm just trying to cheer everyone up today. It's Christmas, and mm. um, I, you, you've got your choice. You can be Jerry or you can be posh, mm. right? You can smile or you can be Or you be can solid. look great. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, oh. I had a horrible moment looking at those pictures thinking, in, in reunion scenarios, I think I might be posh. I think I might <laughs> really? be. Really? Like, I think my, my family and friends probably think, oh, he's a bit aloof standing at the side, not jumping up and down. Yeah. I think that's probably me. Yeah. I can't sing. I'm very like a... <laughs> you are, actually. I've often thought that. I'm a very successful fashion designer. Anyway, we've uh, we've had some emails in during the week. Whoa. <laughs> nice to hear uh, Chewbacca harmonising. Yeah, it was nice. Um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, I'm an expat living in Maine, USA. Another Maine man. Um, oh. Really enjoy listening to the podcast as it keeps me in touch with things back home. I, was, I particularly enjoyed the discussion on last Saturday's show about catchphrases. Alan's story about a drunken lady's rantings on a night out in Huddersfield struck a particular what, call. That was every week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A few years ago, I was in a pub car park in Coventry after a day out watching my beloved Huddersfield town. 
lose to the mighty Kidderminster Harriers. I witnessed oh, a Kidderminster, drunk... Oh, Kidderminster Harriers was quite local to me. I used to play cricket in the Kidderminster, Kidderminster League. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Good for carpets, Kidderminster. Is that right? Uh, but they, I seem to remember they had twins playing from at one point, the Harriers. I think they were called the Joiner Twins. And people used to say that they had a sort of... Uh, a bit something a bit um, psychic going on that one oh. would know oh. where the other one what they could pass without That's even useful. looking at it. Oh, that is handy. Yeah. They're my fourth favourite twins after uh, the cheeky Samanda and uh, the craze, obviously. <laughs> Are they twins? Yeah, were they? The craze? Of course, they were, yeah. That's why <laughs> they're called the Cray were. twins, isn't it? Yeah, I thought you'd be more familiar with their work. I am. I am more familiar with their work than that would have led you to believe. They should have done a, They should have done a Samanda, shouldn't they? But it's difficult because they've both got the same initial. Yeah. Reg, reg, Ron, reg, 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 Rajoni. Yes. Rajoni's lovely. Yeah. It's not as easy as Love Rajoni. <laughs> anyway, he'd been watching Huddersfield Town lose to the mighty kid amidst the Harriers. Mm. I witnessed a drunk local exiting the pub, shouting angrily, angrily at, I assume, his girlfriend. He then proceeded to take offence towards me, quite justified given that I was simply standing there minding my own business, and retorted, don't think you're hard because you're wearing a football shirt. <laughs> I like that. Yes, it's your kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice phrase, isn't it? Me and my brother went through a phase where every change that we made, like buying new trainers or getting a new haircut, and we would always look at each other and go, does this make me look a bit harder? We, like, wanted oh. to look hard. Was that the goal, then? Yeah, I don't know why. It's horrible looking back on it. You but see, I often wear a football shirt, it. but I, uh, I, I wear... You don't look hard in it, darling. No, I, <laughs> well, I secrete it under a hooded top. Oh, I, I, mm -hmm. I don't like to wear one up, up on the surface. Don't think you're hard just because you're wearing a hoodie. No. That's, that's, that's what, that could actually well, be a phrase I'll, I'll, now. I'll be it? honest with you, on Wednesday I wore a singlet. Oh, did you? What? I haven't worn a singlet for a long time. How did that go? You know a singlet? It's like a very small spinster. Yes, it's like no, what, it's 118, a, man. It's a, it's a vest, basically. 118, top. Yeah, yeah. I, I wore a vest under my uh, shirt. Oh, I thought I, you wore it on its own. I thought I'm you getting, were just... I'm getting so... I'm, I'm going backwards. I think I've, I've peaked. I'm like a bouncing ball. I've reached the top of my arc and I'm going back down. I wore a vest this week and I also... Um, my girlfriend bought me a manual typewriter. Wow. Not Emmanuel typewriter, the well-known... Um, Jewish printer, <laughs> a manual typewriter. <laughs> I love it. That's a nice gift. I'm, dis mm. I'm doing um, I'm doing stand up in the new year, so I've decided to, I'm going to write it all on a manual typewriter. So that's what I've been doing. Oh, goodness, it's not funny, but it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that sounds hard work. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We are still yeah. in in the corner. Um. Not with baby. No. No. To leave. With email. Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, mm. I love the podcast. A bit too much like praise, but never mind. And feel compelled to share a family saying with you. We were talking about that last week, weren't we? Yes. Um, on my husband's first day at school, he's now 55, he was so overwhelmed by the whole experience that he had a most unfortunate incontinent episode oh. of the number two variety. Oh. <laughs> Worse still. <laughs> he was sent home with his soiled clothes, parceled up in newspaper and tied with string. Oh... From that day on, his father would herald a trip to the loo by announcing, I'm going for a package. <laughs> Over the years, this phrase was lengthened to package deal and then shortened to deal. 
So they say I'm going for a deal. They go to the toilet. <laughs> a term now affectionately used by my husband and delivered in a tone reminiscent of his father. Incidentally, the school dressed him in a pair of leather lederhosen to protect his dignity. Lovely. Thanks for the laughs, <clears throat> Leanne in Queensland, Australia. Lederhosen. Mm. Yeah, strange. The sun on the meadow is summery warm. Everybody listening, come on, sing up. <laughs> The stag I don't know how I feel about this anthem. Don't know it. No. Um, that would have really protected his dignity. The leather laid out. Yeah, I, I yeah. like the idea though. I said I'm going for a deal. I might, I might use it. Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. When you come this. back out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, exactly. Mike Kath does that. Kath will say to me, "Any, any, any good? Any luck? <laughs> any False good? Yeah, I'll say, I'll, I'll say it was a missed deal. Dear, laugh. Uh, no, please. <laughs> uh, hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockerel. My old man has a bounty of tried and tested dad jokes at his disposal throughout my childhood, but perhaps, but perhaps the most well-worn item in his repertoire was when he would put the car in reverse, let out a nostalgic sigh and say, ah, this takes me back. <laughs> Still as funny the 356th time as the first, I'm, at least to him. <laughs> I'm... I'm hoping it would be all right for me to use that sometimes. Do you know what? As soon You're as I so read that, I thought, that. I'm having that. It's I'm, so brilliant. I love it. it. I think it's the best joke I've ever heard. <laughs> My God. I do. And I love a car-based joke. It reminded me of a joke I've, I used to do and I forgot about. Mm. Uh, is that when I was in the car, I used to um, I used to open the glove compartment and uh, and then I'd say, where have I put them gloves? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I put them in gloves? And then uh, close it again. Uh, I, I stopped it because uh, no one laughed. <laughs> no. One I used, I saw Jerry Lee Lewis live. Oh. And uh, a woman got on stage. You know, sometimes, He's a bit of a you filthy know, creep. You know, he? sometimes people get on stage, like fans, and try to approach the artiste. Oh, yeah. And Jerry That's how I've met some of my boyfriends. Really? Anyway, yeah. Fabulous. And, and Jerry Lee was... Um, playing the piano so he was focusing and this woman came on and she tried so I think she went to kiss him but when she went close he sort of he, he like he just saw at the last minute he, he, he splashed out at her, <laughs> sort of threw his arm out he didn't hit her hard but he sort of slapped her away mm-hmm. and the security guards um, came on and dragged her off and Jerry Lee said uh, Sorry, said I, th- I thought it was my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I've used that. If ever any, if I'm doing a TV record and anyone like cre- like the floor manager or anything comes, anyone creeps up on me, I always say, I'm "Sorry, I thought that was my ex-wife." <laughs> I love it. I'll keep them rolling in. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Hi, are you familiar with the work of uh, Chesney Hawks? Well, he, surely he is the one and only. I think he was the one and only. Yeah. Um, oh. No, don't say R, because he had a little bit of a comeback. Oh, he did the Christmas um, lights. This was a, He got some stick, didn't the he? The Christmas market opening at Hastings. That makes okay. it sound like it was Regent Street. Okay. Um, but it didn't go down very well with the residents Yeah, but Mayfair, Mayfair was done by um, Catherine Jenkins. Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. It said uh, in the mail... Um, the very essence of Christmas. Mm. Come off it. <laughs> Unless they meant... Uh, on her new album, uh, she's doing Santa Baby. Oh. It has not escaped my attention that Santa is a anagram of Satan. 
and also uh, associated with red and black outfits, mm-hmm. like Satan, associated with coming down the chimney into flames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got a also number. Uh, touring with Il Devo at the moment. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. a million miles from uh, El Diablo, and but also, do you remember El Devo? On, <laughs> not on, a uh, million miles. Do you remember? <laughs> but two totally different words. Do you remember Black and Red, of course, Black yeah, and yeah. Red, which was a, 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 an anthem to Satan. Um, <laughs> on that, when Il Devo were on, do you remember? Do you remember they chose, chose <laughs> the colours by pulling feathers out of an angel's wings? The most profoundly symbolic <laughs> act. Well, she's now touring with them. I mean, the forces are gathering, and it's up to us to fight back. Mm. Yeah, and I think we know um, she's got a bit of a mole in the Spice Girls. Oh. Okay, we'll say no more. Well, meanwhile, over in Hawksville... Oh, yes. Um... So Chesney, the resident, he got a bad reception when it was announced he was oh, doing it. They why? were didn't why they set did up it? like an anti-Chesney Twitter or Facebook? Well, no, like, it was rumoured that say Suggs. No to Chesney. It was rumoured that Suggs would be doing it. Well, that and would they, be. They must be gutted. Yeah, it's very hard to see Suggs unless you're in a pub in Islington. I read someone saying, "Why can't we have Mick Jagger?" And you think, "Well, he's busy." <laughs> That's why. <laughs> How long would it take to answer the question, <laughs> why can't they have Mick Jagger hopefully in the Christmas fair in haste? This, is, uh, this has been my life, I have to say. When you do chat shows and stuff like that, you have the first meeting and someone says, well, what guest shall we have? What about Madonna? Mm. And you say, would Madonna do it? And they say, you know what, I think she, I think she might. Mm. I honestly think she might. Two weeks later, they're saying... Ashley Banjo might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> it, it drops very... Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with Ashley, but, you know, these big star mm-hmm. things. Mm. Um, Mick Jagger. Good old... Um, Chess. Chess. I always liked Chess. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Always. And he had the untended mole. See, a, yes. lot of, a lot of celebrities would have got rid of that mole. Mm-hmm. He used to... He, was, he, did uh, a, he used to did a Cindy Crawford with it. He used to leave it um, to, to grow fallow for a year. Did he? Yeah, like a crop rotation thing. Like Glastonbury when they he just also, left it for a bit. Yeah. Another resident who was interviewed also asked, why can't they have a proper celebrity like Andy Bell? Which I, I thought was quite a low bar, to be yeah, honest. But that, that's, at least that's reasonable. Yeah. Well, Chesney did the gig, the good news is, and I think he killed it. He, well, he, it. he opened mm. with Slade's Merry Christmas, everybody, mm. which was, uh, that was good that he did that. The, <laughs> the only thing that I had an issue with, Frank, was did you see the photographs? He wore a T-shirt saying, I oh. heart Hastings, but he wore over, it. Over a winter coat. Over the coat. Out, and it, look, you know when a Tory MP has to put on the T-shirt oh, at the jumble yeah. sale over a shirt and a jacket? Oh, yeah. No. He looked big. It was a bit shallow how. It's yeah. a Michelin man thing, yeah. It's I don't me. like that uh, I heart things as well mm-hmm. i heart new york i heart i'm not i don't like the idea of any kind of awful being used as a verb <laughs> <laughs> back me up frank frank skinner on absolute radio absolute radio this is frank skinner on absolute radio i'm with emily dean i'm with the cockerel alan cochran you can text us on 812.15. You can follow us on Twitter at Frank on Absolute. And um, it's nearly Christmas. It mm. is nearly Christmas. Apparently Chesney Hawks next year is going to do Panto in Hastings. You know that? Because then he's got the whole other year after it off um, to regret it. Apparently those who act in Hastings repent at leisure. 
Just a little joke there for you. A little pun that I've uh, been keeping. Is it Marion? Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> moving on to Pastures New. Isn't it um, Marion Haste? I thought repent. it was acting haste, repent at leisure. I think leisure. it's Marion No, haste. it's acting haste, isn't it? I think well, it's Marion. <laughs> no, well, I as your girlfriend act. said to me this week, Frank, well, as they say, in my jest, my whatever. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> That's a very cat thing to say. In my jest, of, my whatever. I don't, I, some of the things. When she said there was a guy at work, she said you should have seen him. He said he was like a goldfish in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a Senator Edward Kennedy joke. <laughs> I've, uh, anyway. I've spoken out of turn. I, uh, I now bring you... He's shaken. He's completely shaken. I now bring you to three words. Monkey, sheepskin, Ikea. Oh, that oh, macaque. Oh, oh exciting, I love that macaque. In case you don't know this story, it's, I mean, it's very fine. There's a, a, it's a, very fine. A monkey was... It's in Canada, was it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. A monkey suddenly turned up in Ikea wearing a full-length... Well, full-length for a monkey, sheepskin uh, coat. It was, it was in Sunderland, Ontario, mm. in Canada. It was one of those rare, rare occasions of it being a, a monkey in sheep's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't often hear here. <laughs> And um, it was uh, screaming and going uh, ballistic the way monkeys do. Oh, he was wearing a sheepskin coat. Frank. There's a shot of him gazing oh. up into the CCTV camera with his like his. Uh, it's all buttoned up and uh, it's <laughs> brilliant, like Secret Squirrel. Yes. Well, they have got the opposable thumb, haven't they? Of course. So. Look, I want button. to buy him just for Christmas, but I want to buy. He's him. available, I think, because he's been taken <laughs> off his owner for uh, having a, an appropriate pet, inappropriate pet. Mm -hmm. I'll wait till they see my fox. I wondered if he might be an East German political prisoner come to protest. <laughs> Do you think uh, all, IKEA? That, all that uh, <laughs> IKEA work? But never know. Um, it was a. Oh, it's a fabulous. fabulous I like the thing. fact that it was in Sunderland, Ontario. You can tell that it's in the Canadian Sunderland because uh, even a monkey wouldn't wear an outdoor coat in winter in mm. our Sunderland, would yeah. it? Be no. just uh, no, sans coat. That's true. It was. Um, they're calling him Darwin. What do you oh. think of that? What do you think of that? Well, I think it's a. It's a sim simplistic summing up of Darwin's theory. Isn't it? Uh, mon mon monkey in overcoat. G do you get it? Evolution just summed up there. <laughs> do you think they're that simplistic that they're looking for an owner that wears a sheepskin coat based on the monkey see, monkey do theory? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> why, was he, why was he in Ikea? I mean, that's what I want to know. Is yeah. Do you think they're he might like, have been after a tyre. Do you think they're more like heels kind of customers <laughs> or something? Do you think he was pining for the jungle? Oh, yeah. I was gone terribly pon heavy, this. <laughs> it's a, but a weird coincidence. I was working with um, glamour model Lucy Pinder this week. Are you doing your calendar again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm the fluffer. Yeah. And anyway... Oh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> 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 sorry. No, I was working with Lucy Pinder, and she, it turns out that her ambition, or one of her ambitions, is to hold a monkey. <laughs> Brilliant. That sounds disgusting. I don't mean 500 quid. I mean, uh, to actually embrace and hold a monkey. Do you know she's my sound-alike, Frank, apparently? Is that right? Yes. People used to text into the show and say I sounded like her. I must say, she, I, I liked her. She was, I'm I a fan thought, of Pinder's. I thought she'd be, you know, uh, an, an airhead kind of a... She was nice. No, she's quite bright, isn't she? But also, um, but, but I said, look, I'm sure if Lucy Pinder's agent phoned up, say, London Zoo and said Lucy would love to come and hold a monkey, <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, they'd sort it out. Yeah. And she said, do you think so? 
these people, they've got the, the world in the palm of their hand. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't know about it. My ambition, of course, some of you may know, is to lead the world's longest conga. <laughs> and she said, oh, well, I'll come in that. I'll come into that, if you like. Very open for everything. But uh, I said it'd be very, very jolting. <laughs> I thought oh, God. You'd, need a, you'd need a good sports... Oh. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, can we um, pop back briefly to Email Corner? No sooner said. Email Corner! <laughs> I think we've arrived. <laughs> who was that harmony by if the last one was Chewbacca? Oh, Marky e. Smith, who <laughs> did Marky e. Smith, was it? <laughs> Somebody, I think, I think it was Kim Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, whilst considering Christmas gift buying, I cast my mind back to what my fiancé bought me last year, as follows. A whiskey tasting, a, <laughs> <laughs> a copy of Playboy, Christmas, Christmas edition. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, holly, painful. And... <laughs> <laughs> Some old-fashioned shaving soap, the type that requires a badger hairbrush. A bit retro. Which I've since added. Not wanting to appear ungrateful for these fine gifts, but I can't help thinking it's almost like she was having an affair with Jean Hunt and got our gift list the wrong way round. <laughs> Either that or she views me as some sort of 70s throwback. I'm hoping to adopt a 70s theme for her this year. Any ideas? Industrial action. Mm. <laughs> That's what I associate with the 70s moment. Also I've been congratulated I'm working my way through your back catalogue And I'm currently 12 months behind And I've just heard Emily tipping the Intarsia Christmas jumper For Xmas 2011 I just saw an article about how it's fashionable this year Emily's clearly a year ahead Ooh, I don't even remember the Intarsia No I did talk about Curls. it Hartman. It, it was very big last season It's still big this season Yeah, yeah. It's, cause of it's the what killing. we call a crossover it, item Is it? Yeah. yeah Is it very good for AW? 2011-12. Yeah. If I was going to, uh, if I was going to present my girlfriend with a 70s theme, I think I'd dress as a suede head. Oh yeah. Oh, would you? Those you are see, your favourite books, Frank. I feel the suede heads are that mm-hmm. they're the youth culture that has been most neglected. Yeah, it's very overlooked. It's always, isn't it? you know, people talk about teddy boys, mods, goths, and all punks. that. You know, mods, rockers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the suede head. And it was a nice. What look. is the suede? Is it a skinhead? We call well, it, it was, in London. It was, what happens is the skinheads. The skinheads they grew. No, it, it was post skinhead. They grew yeah. out. They grew out the skinheads. That's a bit. And they, they'd wear the. Um, like they'd wear the crombie, but they'd wear it with a nice pair of loafers and some stay press. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, lovely. What else? Uh, <laughs> Team Frank. A few months ago, my daughter started compiling a list of my dad sayings. Inevitably, this includes a few I've picked up from Frank, including "Shut up" oh. and "Get out." As a fan of Frank's back catalogue, I don't know what you mean. My own favourite. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. I don't think I know this. Um, as a fan of Frank's back catalogue, my own favourite is when I put bananas on our fruit, fruit bowl slash tree thingy. I always do Frank's little joke about yellow bird high up in banana tree. Oh. Google it or ask Frank. I'm asking Frank now. Well, what happened was that I... Um, there's, a, there's a Harry Belafonte song that mm-hmm. goes, Yellow bird up high in banana tree. <laughs> and I um, had this idea that I would do that on stage. So I, I, I went on stage. This was, I was trying out some stuff. And I sang, <laughs> Yellow bird up high in banana tree. 
Oh, no, oh, no actually, it's a banana. <laughs> and it got nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so when I went on Room 101 as a, uh, as a contestant, when Nick <clears> Hancock <throat> used to do it, one thing I wanted to put in was jokes that fail. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I put this one in. I thought I'd use that one. And when I gave the example, it brought the house down in the studio, and I thought, I've wasted that now. I could have used that for <laughs> years in live stand-up. Mm. I did... Um, I, I, last week I celebrated uh, 25 years as a comedian, and I told uh, a, a thing in that which I thought would go really well. It didn't go that well. People don't find it. And, and that was this idea that the biggest... Although I've been a comedian for 25 years, TV shows, mm. big tours number one singles the biggest oh, right. cheer and applause i've ever had is when i dropped my tray in the school dinner hall mm. in 1968 now i find that hilarious got nothing on the nights got nothing now <laughs> you were better then though i mean like that stormed it apparently your early stuff was really good yeah <laughs> that slapstick stuff i don't know it was <laughs> It used to be a big thing, though, dropping your tray in the oh, dinner yeah. hall. Oh, yeah, the applause. Oh, I love the applause. It. And Did the you more it? you add on. Yes. Especially, especially if you had the tin, you know, the tin cup of water as well on the side. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, so when the maid came to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the ma- I forgot. Oh, you know, I forgot all about the maid. <laughs> have a rethink. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Well, hello. Um, <laughs> apparently, people are putting their trees in the garden, and they're, uh, according to this article in the Daily Mail, they're bringing, they're buying outdoor Christmas trees that light up and putting them in their house. Have you heard about that? Yes, have I heard about it? I've got one. Oh, you've got one. You've got one. You're so ahead of the curve, of aren't I you? Am. Always, 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 always. Fabulous. Is, have you got it in or out? In. Okay. I've always felt an evergreen. I think there's no place for a tree inside a house. <laughs> it's not their manner. I think it needs to be outside, nestling in the mud. It's like having a slug indoors. Why would you bring a tree into the house? I hate it. But this LED number, oh, it's lovely. The LED okay. number. Oh. You brought it in. Yeah. Right. Inside, lovely. Because one of the joys on this show, I think, that is shared is uh, enjoying the Daily Mail comments. And on this story about the expensive trees, well, they're about, they're about 90 quid, aren't they? And mm. people bring them in. Um, and some people are putting them out in their garden. And a lot of the comments are saying, that would last about three minutes around my way. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. People would oh, nick yeah. that in people the garden. always say that to Yeah. Mum is about, about 139. Oh, really? Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get parking that in our road. <laughs> like, I'm really proud that our road's got a high crime level. That makes me look better. No, it doesn't. Yeah, because I've got like, the courage to live here. So uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't leave that outside. Uh, that won't be there very long because, you know, I've got the, the, the braveness to live in an area that's very dangerous. Just so I don't think I've ever sneezed on the show before, especially not mid uh, one of your riffs, one of your That's comic right. riffs. I'm, I'm happy with it. Bless <laughs> me. I don't know if it's so, a comic riff. I just just a point. <laughs> don't don't brag about living in a rough area. More just something to make a little it bit better. of advice from Frank Skinner. There, join the neighbourhood watch and try and tidy things up. Try and speak to the people who are causing trouble and find out what their problems are. Don't just crow <laughs> about it. All it takes. Russell. Evil to thrive <coughs> in societies for good people to do nothing. <laughs> Tune in next week on... I have to say, I mean, you do get the occasional house in a road. I can mm. think of, like, three I know where they go absolutely mad on the Christmas lights. Yeah. Where they've got everything outside all but over the I call it that a bit lotto lout. I know that. Uh-huh. I always 
No, obviously, there are, there are several uh, criteria for deciding um, mm. mental illness. <laughs> but I have to say that would be one of mine. Mm-hmm. If I took you to a road and there was one house like that that's got, like, the sleigh outside all lit up, uh-huh. and I said to you, in one of these houses in early 2013 there's going to be a domestic murder, you'd point at that one immediately, wouldn't you? Mm. I see, uh, my mind changes as soon as I hear it's for charity. Like, there's someone near What's my mum's... charity? They do their house right up and they have a little box at the front of the house. <laughs> Yeah, but all it's the money good. they spent on those lights, I don't like. It's a bit Wall Street in the 80s. I suppose. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not... Um, don't... Uh, I like... You know, we've got a big tree. We've got a massive tree. We have to well, cut... you're doing well, aren't you? You're well, on yeah. telly all the How time. How do you get so up to that penthouse, should get a big then. tree. We cut the top off our tree, because Kath got a tree so big, it, it was too big for the flat. Oh. Cost me about... Four grand? <laughs> I, actually, I actually don't know what it cost me, but it, it, it's didn't even ask, did you? You can't put the fairy on. Just gave him a card. It's, it's hard against the ceiling. No room for a fairy. Well, a fairy would the fairy be, is. A fairy would be pressed sideways into the... So, no, it just goes into the ceiling. It looks like... And the way it's cut, it looks like it's clasping the ceiling. You know when a waiter holds a tray and you see the hand from underneath? It looks like, it looks like it's holding up the ceiling. It's, it's, not, it's not how it should be. Frank, we were talking about Christmas trees. I'm obviously very on trend oh, yeah. with my outside LED inside. Mm-hmm. Um, cockerel, what do you plump for? We've got a um, an artificial one that we'll be putting up today. Well, it will be put up. Late in the day, Frank. It'll be put up in my absence. Ours has been up two weeks already. Yeah. Has it really? Me too. Yeah. Wow. Kath no. can't wait. She cannot wait to get the tree up. Well, apparently they're going to leave it for me to put the fairy on top, but... Um, I never have a fairy. Done. You don't have the fairy? It reminds me of the um, humiliating death of <laughs> Edward II. <laughs> oh, God. So I you don't... may know he was killed with a red-hot poker. Oh. In the, uh, <laughs> in the seating area. I see. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose that would take the edge off your Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm not happy with that. I mean, the whole Christmas tree topic I have a problem with, to be honest, because, as Why? you know... Well, I think my lowest moment, career moment, was when I uh, I finally agreed to do an advert and I did the voiceover for the Slimline Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. You didn't? I did. Oh, Frank. 40 minutes worth 30 grand. no. But even so. Oh, I hate it when you talk about money. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely <laughs> ill. Sorry. It's Sorry, everyone. really, Frank, oh, God. But it didn't. Well, no, I gave never the money. Never never. I gave the money to a popular charity. Did you? Did you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought bro, maybe they might squander it on stuff. Oh, God. So, you know. Okay. Um, um, how I know quickly did you take the decorations down on the Christmas tree? How, all, how? Always on the 6th. Really? Yeah. You do that, do you? Yeah. Because I feel a bit... I feel less bothered about taking it down. I'm I'm near enough. Once Christmas is done, I could take them down Boxing Day. I'm not that bothered. I don't have decorations on it. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Stark. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Minimalist. Philippe. Um, it's very... <laughs> I find it too much clutter and I don't like that. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I like it to look like a design piece. Daisy's seen my tree. What did you think, Daisy? Gorgeous. Thank you. Oh, you see. There, there was that one year when we had a, a purple glitter... Um, reindeer, and I, could, <laughs> I couldn't bear to take it down. It's, it's still there; it's been there ever since. Is that right? Yeah, it's, I love it. Again, it's it's a cheerful. I was thing. given to you by one of your neighbours in the Vauxhall area, wasn't you it? Know, coming could... out of a club one night. <laughs> okay. Someone coming out of a frying pan. I think they were they were dressed as one as well as a purple <laughs> glitter. Yeah, coming out the frying pan. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. 
We've had a text in from 140 who says, Four months ago today, I was in labour listening to downloads of your podcast. It was an extremely ambitious attempt to take my mind off things. Mm. Just as I got to the dreaded push phase, I heard you talking about meeting the new NCT group and how you dare not tell them how horrific the next few months will be. Your comedy timing is amazing, even in a download. You got a laugh from a very tough crowd. Blimey. On my part, I have to say it was mainly due to gas and air, though. I must remember that. <laughs> Could that be um, fed into an auditorium? I like that, though. You helped bring new life into the no, world. No, that's Frank. fabulous. See, this is what I'm talking about. Reasons yeah. to be cheerful. Yes. Uh, well, I've had another one that's amazing, in my opinion. Reason to be cheerful. My wife and I survived the Boxing Day tsunami in 2004, wow. so this time of year is always hard. However, we now have a three-year-old daughter who is quite possibly the most excited child in the country about Christmas. Stephen, sorry. That's, that's amazing. That's made me feel slightly teary. Me yeah. too. I just want to sing. I don't want the whole nation to sing something uplifting. Let's do yeah. it. How about Marky Smith? <laughs> I know it. Cue it up. Young, gifted and black. Everybody. <laughs> oh, what a lovely, precious dream. Let's see you singing. To be young. Gifted and black. <laughs> Open your heart to what? You're not. I don't feel you're joining me. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, okay. I've no apology. I just. <laughs> anyway, so I was busy well, laughing at you. Just that's, trying to end on. Prefer a, on that. A, though, don't you? Just trying to end on an op. <laughs> <laughs> this is our. Um, I said last week this is this was going to be the last show of 2012. It isn't. It's our last live show. But there's going to be two fabulous greatest hits shows. Oh, oh. oh for Christmas and New Year. We're doing that thing of bringing out our greatest hits album. When I said that. it was going to be the last one, I was putting tremendous faith in the predictions of the Mayan <laughs> civilization, oh, yeah. who say that the world will end next Friday. Mm. I'll it? be listening to them in a slightly self A lot of West Brom fans way. thinking, why couldn't that have been two weeks ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, what, be, what are we going to do if the world ends next Friday? I don't know. I don't know. There'll be a rousing chorus of young, gifted and black round well, your way, that's for sure. That's, that's really picked me up, I don't care. Uh, it's one of those songs. That don't care who knows it, do you? Yeah, it's, it's uh, lovely. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. I think this is likely to be the last link of the year and uh, pre-Christmas... Don't forget what, our greatest hit shows. I mean the live one. They, okay. let's, let, but pre-Christmas, what better way to go out than... Um, did you... Uh, are you aware of the story this week where a lad who looked like Jesus was at the darts oh, and uh, apparently four and a half, four thousand darts fans spotted that he looked like Jesus mm. and started singing Stand Up If You Love Jesus to the point where it put off the darts players and he had when to be removed by security. Players, it was one of my favourites, Phil the Power Taylor. He was Phil the, the power. I love the power. I mean, that's the level of power he's got, that yes. he can get Jesus taken out of a room that well, he's I, in. I did love Phil the Power Taylor, but I think he's... he's his response to this Jesus <laughs> character is a bit... Um, you think it's close what? to blasphemy? Well, I just think he said... Yeah, he said, oh, well, I'll cru crucify him if I get old. That's what he said oh, after, because he oh, lost. I think he was having a little laugh, though, wasn't well, he? I don't think... He, he lost, didn't he? And he, oh. he he was blaming the chanting. Really? Yeah. yeah. Phil, Phil the Sour Taylor. I <laughs> yeah. Was he an electrician? Cause that's the, the sort power. Of, yeah, that's the sort of nickname oh. that somebody who was a Sparky would have in it, like Colin the Power... 
Someone Stephen's. who was a sparky. This has got so male, I'm going to have to opt out. No, <laughs> can I just say, I, I'm a big fan of the darts. You know that. I used to go to the World Championships at Ali Pali, and I liked the policy hours. that when you bought a pint, you had to buy them in increments of four. Is you couldn't right? buy any fewer than four, <laughs> which I thought was genius. The audiences are brilliant. All, all yeah. the signs and all that stuff. And how, yes. how they cope with the smoking ban. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? It must have meant the world to them. They go out in yeah. groups of 4,000. That's, well, fi- that's what happens. Four and a half thousand, nearly 5,000. Jesus was there. But what saying. I don't get is this guy was thrown out because it, the yeah. crowd were chanting. That seems wrong it does yeah. they should have, the like crowd should have been thrown out and he yeah. should have been left to but, watch the darts but why should he, he hadn't done anything wrong other than look like jesus that would have been slightly <laughs> freaky for the darts players though if four and a half thousand people were thrown out and just left with him standing there him, middle yeah. of an empty floor looking at the play darts he said that he was emotionally distraught yeah but it was upsetting apparently uh, the Lawsuit. crowd uh, they allowed Barabbas to stay. <laughs> oh, no way. Jesus had to go. People are fickle, aren't they? Biblical joke. Can I uh, say... How quickly we forget? Is that right? My New Year's resolution is I'm never going to read out another reader's comment, because I think it's become a thing that people um, do a bit now. <laughs> However, somebody in the mirror did say, this was a mild incident compared to what happened to the real Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fair point. A fair point. If he'd just been thrown out of Jerusalem, then that would have been all right. But, um, yeah, I, what if it had been... Um, they wouldn't think they're self-lucky. He wasn't mistaken for St Sebastian. Right. Mm. What happened to him? Well, I knew no one would get that, but, you know, I'm allowed one Catholic joke for Christmas. Oh, OK. Do oh. I have to Google it? Google. <laughs> Google image St Sebastian, and you'll okay. see why you wouldn't want to be mistaken for him at a darts tournament. Oh, OK. There you okay. go, the joke. Um, there's a little joke to take away with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The gift that keeps on giving this Christmas. Well, Catholic <laughs> homework. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a picture of the Jesus. I didn't think... He, I didn't. I don't think of Jesus. I mean, no-one oh. knows what Jesus looks like, but he had a thick beard for More Jesus. Palestinian. This one was a bit more scandy sheep. It was I think a, it's a missed opportunity for the new Pope Twitter account. How good would it be if his first tweet had been <laughs> like a link to this story? Yeah. And everybody had gone, wow, he's really computer savvy. I thought it was just going to be religious stuff. He's gone that, right into the uh, that spreading the word. Pretty. See, he needs an advisor who's, uh, who's on the shop floor. <laughs> At Pontifex. The picture of the Jesus looked to me, and this is something I haven't seen for many years, but it looked to me like he might have had a brushed denim shirt on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I think at a, a darts tournament in Stoke makes you a kind of a Jeff Banks figure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to be involved in casting lots for his clothes, mm. judging by that. But anyway, I think he was treated unjustly mm. Um, mm. all over again. Mm. <laughs> Fitting at Christmas that we should close on a Jesus story. Um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time uh, next week. And... Um, no, we won't. But we'll be back um, in 2013. But do listen to the Great Seat shows. They're absolutely fantastic. I can't tell you how good they are. Uh, I can't because I haven't heard them. Um, and can I just say, we wish you all a very, very, very happy Yuletide thingy. And uh, goodbye. This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.